It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's the Wrestling Inc. podcast coming at you in whatever form you prefer. Live on the video, video on the archive, audio for your listening pleasure. It's all good, baby. It is right here with the three of us on a Wednesday night. I am Justin Labar alongside former WWE referee of over 20 years, many a mania matches under his belt, and even a uh, even crossed the picket line once upon a time. He is the legendary Jimmy Corderas, and then down south in Puerto Rico, where a lot of action's happening this week. She is our NYC Demon Diva, Isa. Isa, how are you tonight? I'm super excited for this weekend. <laughs> I, I hope I hope your gas tanks on on is full because I know you. You're gonna you're gonna have a busy couple of days coming up here with the uh, SmackDown and then Backlash. Yeah, yeah, we're we're working on, on refueling it. We'll do some of that tomorrow. There you go. There you go. Jimmy Corderas, North O the Border. How are you this evening, sir? Well, I was good until you had to remind me about that picket crossing thing. And we're I, I got my my butt handed to me at the pay-per-view, but other than that, I'm good. All because you had to go out and get married. Yeah. Uh, how dare I? And, and you yeah. know what? By the way, Mike Yoda, I still owe you a few receipts. Anyways. Ooh. Ooh. Well, we gotta get you two in a ring to make that happen. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna get you two in a ring. Uh, I think he. I mean, I think between Issa and I, we have some rings at our disposal. I think we can try to make that happen. Oh if yeah, one thousand percent. If you smell what the ref is cooking, and, and, and Schimmel can ring announce. Ah yes. <laughs> Schimmel can ring announce. Uh, shout out to everybody here in the live chat. We appreciate you. Still, still see some people filing in here. Uh, as we are 10:15 Eastern Time uh, here on this Wednesday night, appreciate all of you. That and if if you want to be part of the live chat, it's really cool. Not only is it uh, fun to be part of as we're recording this right now, but uh, you know the link goes out a few hours earlier for this particular YouTube uh, for for the, for the for the YouTube, and people kind of sit on there and talk as they're watching Dynamite. So it's a little bit of a watch along party as they get ready for us to come on. And of course, if you're checking us out after the fact, that is also appreciated as well. If it works better with your schedule, we hope you we hope we're entertaining you uh, wherever in the world you are, whatever you are doing. Always drop us a line uh, at Justin Barr at NYC Demon Diva with a one and uh, at Jimmy Corderas. Uh, let us know. Tweet us. What are you doing when you're checking out this podcast? Uh, where are you? Uh, how are we getting you through your day and week? Love to hear it. Before we get into Dynamite tonight, uh, let's touch on a few news items. Uh, these can uh, be found along with much, much more on WrestlingInc.com, being updated 24-7 uh, around the clock. Uh, Trinity Fatu, many know her better as Naomi, uh, finally breaks her silence. Uh, she went on Busted Open and breaks her silence about what really went down. We know she's not with WWE anymore after a long Amid speculation, of course, if you uh, just need a refresher, May 16th, last year, 2022, almost exactly a year now, uh, her and uh, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, they uh, you know had walked out backstage during Raw. Uh, you know, shoot, no, no storyline, no, 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 no work here. Um, you know, reportedly not happy, and they walked out and had not been seen in WWE World since. And uh, Trinity uh, breaks her silence. Here's just a little bit of what she had to say. To my buddies over at Busted Open Radio, she said, uh, I was really going through a lot, just felt very stagnant, and I wasn't happy. Ultimately, I left that day because of the way I was talked to and handled. Everything just kind of broke me that day. It had nothing to do with anything else, anybody else, but that was just it. I had to. And to go through the backlash, the negativity, and the lies, and the rumors, and to also just feel lost, it broke me. It was probably the lowest I ever felt in my life, but going through that, it made me reset and face it head on and figure out how to learn from this experience, grow from it, and just find myself again 
so Issa, I'll, I'll start with you. You know, we've kind of we've all speculated for last year. We've heard a lot of different versions of, of what went down that night on Raw. Uh, this brings does this bring any clarity, or, or is this pretty much what you expected her to say? Um, I think it's what I expected her to say. I think it was a very good. Uh, I think it was a very good response. I think it doesn't burn any bridges. I think it, it does give us a little something. Um, I'm just happy that she's doing something that makes her happy. She seems to be very happy to be part of Impact. I, I saw her in-ring, and it doesn't look like she's missed a beat inside the square circle. So I'm just very happy for her. And I just, my own personal opinion outside of what we do here, she doesn't owe an explanation to anybody in regards to what she did. So we're even lucky that she's even talking. Yeah, Jimmy, um, it's like Issa said, she she kind of, you know, she talked about her her frustrations and the emotions she was feeling. But, yeah, she didn't slam and rip the company and, mind you, you know, look on the air. And obviously he was instructed to, of course. Uh, I believe it was Michael Cole. You know, was, he was on the air. Or I think it was Michael Cole. Uh, you know, they, they dropped their ball. You know, they they, 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 they they dropped the ball. They went home or, you know, kind of had to, you know, whatever. But, you know, so she was careful in her words. And let's not also forget. Her husband still works there and is in a very prominent mm-hmm. position uh, as talent right now as, uh, of course, being Jimmy Uso. So uh, your thoughts to Naomi, to Trinity Fatu's uh, remarks? Well, to be honest with you, if that's the reason why she left, and you know, not everybody could be happy where they are working, regardless of the situation. So if she wasn't happy, the best thing for her, not only for for her mind, her body, her health, all over, to feel good, she felt she had to leave, then that was the right choice for her especially now that she said that she got, had to get away, kind of grow a little bit and, and become the person she is now. And then, like you said, Justin, she didn't really burn any bridges. So if that time does come where she has to come back, whether it was because she didn't want to <laughs> uh, put any spotlight on her husband who still works there, uh, r- regardless, she did it in a professional manner as opposed to sounding like a, a um, uh, how do I put this uh, nicely? Sounding like uh, the owner of a company who's upset with somebody else and has to sound like a a, a Twitter, you know, Twitter tough ranter. guy. Twitter, not tough guy. Twitter ranter. Gotcha. Yeah, she did it in a professional manner. She sounded professional, and if she's happy, what she's doing right now, that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, happiness, sure. And she's, uh, as Lisa said, it doesn't look like she's missed a beat. And I think, I think she's talented enough, and you know. Hopefully, you know we we've seen far worse exits from a, from WWE and things have reconciled. Hopefully, uh, it's not the last that we've seen of her uh, in a WWE ring at some point when the time is right. Uh, just looking at some of the comments going on here, uh, Mike saying, "Yeah, telling you, yep, acknowledging what I said earlier." Got the notification eight forty five. Yeah, well, the link goes out for us to the podcast, so you can always be part of this uh, uh, chat group. Uh, Jonathan saying, "See you there at SmackDown and Backlash." That's to Issa. Uh, a bit. Saying I am watching you guys on Facebook, yes. So all wow, across, whether it's uh, YouTube, uh, I think Twitch, Facebook, you know, of course, then Apple Podcasts and Spotify for the audio after the fact. Appreciate it all. Um, all right, so that was uh, Trinity Fatu against. Uh, again, you can go uh, read more of what she had to say on Wrestling Inc., or you can go, of course, to Bust It Open to find the mm-hmm. the full uh, audio from its origin. Next up, let's go over to AEW. Here, a big story this week has been the pre-sale for the huge show they have coming up, the All In Show on August 27th at Wembley Stadium. And Tony Khan, according to him, uh, at this point they have sold over forty three thousand tickets, and this is all pre-sale you know have a code have a special link the general on sale to everybody is this friday uh so several thousand more tickets presumably going to be moved 
Uh, Patoni Khan saying over 43,000 tickets sold. Uh, that's approximately just about $6 million U.S. dollars just there for the gate so far. Uh, Jimmy, we don't know one single match that's going to be on the card. Uh, you don't know anything. Uh, but uh, props to AEW just on name value to the crowd and for the first time going overseas to the U.K., uh, 43,000 is nothing <laughs> to, uh, to discuss. No, absolutely. And good for them. That's awesome. You know, people are curious. People want to see, they've got some buzz. They've created a buzz. It's going over there for the first time. And that's good to see. I, you know, I, I don't want to sound like captain negativity here, but at the same time, now they, now they have to deliver. And I'm not saying that they won't, and I'm not speculating one way or the other. I'm just saying now is the time you're getting a lot of eyes on the product. You know, maybe, you know, obviously you want to cater to your hardcore audience, but at the same time, you have to cater to a wider audience as well. You got to be able to do both to grow. And this is a good first, I don't want to say first step. The first step was getting on TV and and doing what they're doing right now. This is a great next step to elevate your business because it is the wrestling business after all. So happy for them. Glad. I hope this is a really successful thing and it becomes, uh, you know, an annual tradition. Who knows? Yeah, Jimmy. Let me look. I think uh, the fact that they're able just by name to sell forty three thousand, and they're probably going to get another at least ten, I would imagine, from the sale. You know, this is probably still their, their diehard audience. The audience is going to watch anyway. So I don't know. If this is going to be the audience you're going to grow. I think th- what's good about this is that you're going to have probably fifty thousand plus passionate, loud fans who are thirsty to have AEW because they haven't got to see them live. The growing of the audience is going to come by way of who's going to who can you get in America and and, and the rest of the world to buy the stream what name what matches can you put on there that's going to make somebody go you know i've heard about this aew i want to finally you know buy a stream uh isa jimmy said they have to deliver absolutely they have a tall task now to deliver in front of what's going to be the largest audience i ha- do you agree tony khan already knows what his main event's going to be at that show i don't know i don't know maybe i will hope that you don't plan that kind of show without having at least some kind of structure or or some ideas going into it right but this is that time of the year where AEW, they're about to get very busy. I mean, they have to focus. You have double or nothing. You have um, all in, all out. You have forbidden door. I mean, we're talking four pay-per-views in a matter of the next summer months where we went four months without a pay-per-view. Now we're going to get pretty much back to back to back. And that is a lot of time to build stories. But that is a lot of pay-per-views, a lot of stream to sell. But listen, I am, I am, I am a ball of happiness this week because I am in a place where people don't get to see this all the time and seeing the excitement happening around people that are going to get to see something they've been craving to see for so long. I'm very happy for the fans in the UK that have been dying to see these shows and I hope they enjoy it. I'm happy how they did in the pre-sale. I don't understand this whole energy of not wanting a company to be successful going around in social media. Like I don't understand where that's coming from. I think 43,000 is a very solid number for a pre-sale and I hope they sell the place out and most importantly that we get a show that we talk about for years in a positive way. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think if, uh, I think everything, I think if everything stays on course and they deliver what they, how they want to deliver a quality of show, um, you know, they could very easily probably make this a once a year thing where maybe, and maybe it's the only time they come to it's the UK just to make it that much, you know, make it that much uh, more of a special deal. So this could be something they could uh, hang their hats on annually, but uh, first things first, let's see how this first one goes, but uh, very exciting stuff. And obviously uh, a huge win uh, on paper at the moment yeah. for, uh, well, on paper and, 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 and the bank <laughs> for, for, yeah. AW yeah. for that. So, yeah. Big stuff there. All right. Well, let's stick with AEW. That's what we got for the rest of the night because it is Wednesday, so it's dynamite. 
a company from Baltimore, Maryland, home of the great Jimmy Seafood. Uh, get your cream of crab soup if you ever go there. Um, all right, let's kick it off with some eight-man tag action as we have Orange Cassidy, Bandito, Roderick Strong, and Adam Cole, baby, up against the JAS minus Chris Jericho. Jericho's going to sit on commentary. Uh, and this is a you know fast, fast action pace match as you'd expect uh, with all eight of these guys. Obviously, uh, Roderick Strong's in-ring debut for AEW, but of course, the entire story here is all about uh, Jericho on commentary again, just verbally, just you know, admonishing uh, Adam Cole and, and and how can Adam let that happen to Britt? And and, and uh, Jericho is wearing the controversial Britt Baker black high T-shirt. Uh, Adam Cole in the ring is going to hit that uh, knee, hit that boom. Uh, he's going to get the pin, I think, against Daniel Garcia. Uh, yes. And then after that, he immediately bolts out of the ring and charges the commentary so table and just uh, eats your heart out. Goldberg just spears Jericho <laughs> through the backdrop and set, uh, just pumbling him. Uh, it eventually spills into the parking lot where Britt Baker then comes and slaps Jericho. Uh, Jimmy, this thing has got a lot of heat. It's boiling. Uh, to me, it's one of the. Uh, it's not official yet, but it's assumed this will be a match at Double or Nothing. Definitely one of the matches that has more of my attention uh, because of the, uh, the, the 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 levels here, the, the different uh, levels of build. Right. No, I agree. I, I, they got me invested, and 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 that's the main thing. You got me invested in wanting to see what's going to happen next, especially with these two. And you know, Jericho on commentary has been uh, really, really good, and 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 you know, calling out Adam Cole for allowing that to happen to his wife and all that kind of stuff, you know, typical heel Jericho. And it's awesome. And I like the fact that Adam Cole is acting appropriately to, you know, for, you know, to defend the honor of his wife and that sort of stuff. It's a story that they're building. And that's, again, I'm not trying to sound like this get off my lawn guy, but at the same time, you know, you can do your big moves and have people go, Oh, but now people are watching this going, oh, you know, they're focusing in. They're tuning in. The only critique I will have was once they went out to the parking lot and it finally broke up, they should have left it there. Maybe this, okay, we'll be back and see what happens. Because right from there, they went to the next segment, next segment, which we'll talk about. But anyways, they didn't let it breathe. They didn't let the audience absorb what they just saw, a great moment of television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Issa, what do you think of uh, the, this week here with Adam Cole? Uh, I mean, that, that's the logical thing, right? He, as soon as he gets the pin, he's bolts into Chris Jericho, who's in the same room. I thought it was hilarious that he just took off. And I thought Jericho did a good job at showing that he's looking at the monitor so he doesn't notice this happening um, because he shouldn't notice it happening. But I, I mean, he's a pro, he's a legend. He knows what he's doing. He was looking down to just sell the fact that he didn't see Adam Cole coming. It was actually a very scary spot. I don't know if you guys noticed. There was stairs behind Jericho, like literally inches away from where he speared him. That could have gone so wrong but i will agree that i'm very invested in the storyline i thought the match was great i just want to give a shout out to roderick strong it was his um in-ring debut at AEW, and we just said that about trinity he didn't miss a step i thought he looked great in the ring i thought all his in-ring stuff was really good tonight love seeing him back in the ring but yeah jericho and adam cole is really what i'm invested in but they gave us a hot opener it was it was a great match i don't like brit making the safe here only because she goes on to make the safe later on on a different yeah. angle and i just don't mm-hmm. need her making the safe for everybody pick which angle you're gonna put her i think she played her part when we set this up 
Now I don't need her to make the save for Adam Cole every week. So I, I just didn't like that part. But overall, very into the storyline. Hot opener. Roddy mm-hmm. looked great. No, I agree with that part about Britt because yeah, when well, obviously we'll get to it, but when she shows up later in the ring, commentary even made like a comment like, "Oh, she was backstage a minute, or she was in the park a lot a minute ago. Now she's here." Like almost like they were trying to like acknowledge it, so that way it, didn't, it wasn't like an elephant in the room. But even it still kind of sounded a little ridiculous. But I, I, I do agree. I think given the emotional trauma that was that was displayed in in the in the that emotional segment when she's, um, you know, when when Adam Cole's handcuffed and then she's getting. Uh, getting beat uh it almost feels like it wouldn't be appropriate again for her to be standing there just with jericho until we get to the pay-per-view until there's a different like because it feels yeah, kind of throw, and, throw away and, to do it in the, in the, in the park and lot. in addition to that you have a lot of heat going on jericho for saying i can't believe you let that happen to Britt baker what kind of man are you and her coming out to make the save just takes a little bit away from how big of a man Adam Cole is here and kind of making jericho's point more valid so i just mm-hmm. need more 50 50 here yeah Right. No, I agree. I think it's uh, fair to look at, but again, certainly got a lot of emotion involved in it, and, and emotion always, emotion always sells. And again, whenever you can pull from some real, uh, and, and in the real case here, obviously, is, is, is Britt and Adam are, are a real couple, so it, it, it mm-hmm. the audience just it's easier for them to believe because they know that it's an extension of reality. So, um, good stuff here. We still got a month to go basically until this match. Again, the assumed match. So I'll be really curious how they feel the next few weeks uh, with all parties involved. Yeah, That's I mean, next. Right. Sec- Gotcha. Sorry, sorry to cut you off there, Justin. And that's what I liked about the physicality. It didn't last that long, yeah. you know, because there is time before that match actually happens. So, yeah, they kept it to a minimum. Yeah. We got a Black uh, Blackpool Combat Club promo. <laughs> uh, Dan O'Brien, you know, talking about how, uh, how ignorant one Bret Hart could be to, to call himself the best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. Thinking that nobody else will ever be better. Uh, talking about how great of wrestlers they are, how, how great of a wrestling company AEW is to be. Uh, Moxley then comes in and says, you know, once upon a time, the elite was cutting edge, but it's 2023. They're not. But, but you know, Moxley and all the members of Blackpool Combat Club, they are just sharpening themselves. Uh, their blades sharpening themselves with iron. Um, and basically, he, he, there's a new Moxley. And, and, and next week in a steel cage, Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega just not ready for uh, the, 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 the intensity that Moxley's going to bring. And, and, of course, Moxley teased uh, blood. Uh, so, um, Issa, uh, did, did this – what thoughts on the promo, and uh, are you excited for this cage match uh, next week? Which, actually, I guess real quick before I say it, I'll give you Moxley's response, which is later. Moxley – or, excuse me, Omega's response. Omega and Don yeah. Callis cut a promo basically saying um, – Basically, yeah, Moxley, you have heavy hands, but that ain't going to ever be able to equal up and topple Kenny's talent, Don's will. And uh, next week, uh, Kenny Omega says to Moxley, everything you know will come to an end. So your thoughts on the back and forth promos between the two sides? Yeah, I love the promos. I just got to say I'm really high on Brian becoming like the, the this mouthpiece for BCC. I know that Moxley came in and spoke his piece. He needed to. He's the one taking on Kenny Omega next week. But I'm just loving everything Brian is doing. And I know he's a heel and I probably shouldn't be loving it, but I am. I thought the, prom- the back and forward was fine. We just seeing, um, I-, I thought it was better because we saw so much physicality from them for the last two weeks. So just doing a quick little backstage of them talking was smooth. I just, I gotta tell you, I'm very excited for the match, and I hope that they promote it, because I do think this could spike up the, the ratings. Still Cage, Kenny Omega, and Mox on free TV. Sign me up. Jimmy, Cage match next, cage match next week. There will be blood. Uh, likely. 
Let's put it that way. There will likely be. And and I agree with Isa. I'm looking forward to this match. It should be very interesting. You know, it's almost one of those deals where you're saying, you're putting this on free TV? Come on, man. This is a pay-per-view quality match. And, and that's fine. You know, it, it's, it's again, they're telling a nice story here. And that's what's getting me invested, especially with these two guys. And you mentioned the promos. They talked me into wanting to see this. And that's the thing. That is the thing. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, that's 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 a huge thing for Dynamite. Next week, that main event could be, you could put it on a pay-per-view, but uh, I assume they're doing it because the, the the build is for both factions to to collide, come double or nothing, so you got to get this one out. I'll, I'll be curious what they uh, what's, what transpires next week. I really am. Who who goes over? What happens? Obviously, a cage is meant to keep people out. Will that be successful? Um, yeah, it's a very interesting story. Uh, you know, there, there, was, there, there was a lot, and we'll, we'll continue to talk about it tonight, there was definitely stories. There was definitely some commit, more commitment, I feel, than than in past, you know, times that we saw tonight on Dynamite of some stories that are consistently being built, uh, which is a good thing. Um, yes. In, in any which way, uh, looking at some super chats here, real quick, uh, going back to the uh, Wembley Stadium talk. John Jordan, five dollars. Thank you, John. Uh, asking if AEW were to beat SummerSlam '92, is that really a huge deal? Beating something from thirty plus years ago feel like they massage the narrative constantly uh well, i don't know who who they, who the they is if you're talking about aew i, I don't know i don't know if it's an apples to apples comparison jimmy as somebody who was working yeah. for the company in 1992 you know i mean look SummerSlam 92 while it goes down as one of the most one of the most iconic summer slams different time also a different time when there's only a different time it wasn't even it, you know when it happened there in wembley it didn't even air to the world on pay-per-view for i think another day Right. You know, so I don't know. I, I don't know if it's an apples to apples comparison. SummerSlam '92, they say eighty thousand. It's long since been disputed with WWE's attendance and numbers exactly how accurate that is. Uh, so I don't really know. If, I don't really think there's any measurement that you can say AEW beat SummerSlam '92 or SummerSlam '92 beat AEW. I don't think there's any measurement that's going to truly give that to you. No, and I, I, I mean, like you said, it is a different time and different era. And and if they do end up beating the number attendance wise and obviously money wise, it will for sure, because, you know, obviously everything costs more nowadays. So you, you can tout those numbers all you want, but uh, you know what? Uh, let them, if they do beat that number, great. Then they got something else to brag about. You know what I mean? And, and of course they will, but uh, the, it, like you said, Justin, does it really mean all that much? I don't know. It, it does mean something. It is a positive sign. Let's put it that way, that they are growing their business, they are growing their company, and they're getting people invested. I do think it means something. I'm sorry, Justin. I was just going to say, I just don't think that we have to automatically go into WWE versus AEW for yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. everything that the companies do. AEW has not have a stadium show. It is a big win, and it doesn't need to be compared to a show older than some of you people in the chat. Like, we don't need mm-hmm. to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing, and, and, and you won't be able to tell this because you need 30 more years. I mean, SummerSlam 92 is still talked about 30 years later. Mm-hmm. So... Sure. I, if somebody if somebody wants to make the put the lay the gauntlet out, I guess challenge AEW to do a show that thirty years from now pro wrestling fans are talking about it. I guess is the yeah, correct. That's right. what I said. A show that we talk about for a long time yeah. in a positive way is what needs to come mm-hmm. out of this. But I don't want to see this show and compare it to the Summer Seven Ninety Two. I want to see this show as the first stadium show that AEW did and it was successful. That's that's what I would like to see without comparing yes. it to anything. They're all going to eventually run the same arenas. There's only so many stadiums and so many places to go. That's just the way that the business works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, technically, it's being considered AEW's second stadium show, the uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium. 
which uh. drew about 20,000 fans in Queens, technically. But but, but then obviously this trumps that even. Yeah, it's just some fun facts for a quick. Um, we don't uh, count that it's in Queens, Lavar. Nobody counts anything that happens in Queens, please. <laughs> Spoken like a true Yankees fan. Um, <laughs> with the pre still uh, still ongoing, uh, All In has outdrawn every event in WCW history and the bulk of New Japan Pro Wrestling's Tokyo Dome shows, which max out around 45,000 with the stage ramp set up that they uh, usually do. Uh, so just just looking in, and if, if so, if you want to compare, as John Jordan is, and ask where does it rank as you start comparing against others, um, it is up there, you know, second to obviously mm-hmm. just some of the bigger WrestleManias that WWE has done. So, right. Very interesting stuff there, John. Thank you for uh, the talking point. Uh, another super chat coming. How about this one? I, 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 I don't want to try to pronounce your name because I don't want to, I don't want to be rude and butcher it, but, but up there on the screen, huge shout out uh, saying good morning from India. So good morning. Uh, do you think every week announcing of someone being elite makes wrestlers like Jay White being elite news uh, another normal news? Uh, I'll just go out and say, yes, I do. That's mm-hmm. my. Uh, Isa, uh, if everybody's elite, then uh, there's nothing elite about being elite. Right, correct. Then everybody's elite. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Thank you so much for the super chat. Incredible that you're watching us from India. I love how international yes. we are. I'm gonna call you double S so we don't ruin your name. But I agree. I agree. I remember because not everybody used to get the graphic, and now. Mm. You know, everybody's getting it. Everybody in every position is getting it. And it's just like, okay, another person is only. Sometimes people on social media make like a play graphic. And I don't even know anymore which ones are the real ones and which yes. ones are fake ones. Because I'm, I'm I think. Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like you'll be scrolling and you're like, oh, somebody. And you have to like take a double look to see who posted it because there's so many blank, it's all elite graphics. But congratulations to Will Washington uh, getting his gig at All Elite. Uh, Jimmy, yeah, I mean, I'll be curious to see. They they really have loaded up their roster big time in the last yeah. two years. Um, part of that, maybe maybe infused when WWE let go of so much talent uh, through the pandemic and what have you. Um, but yeah, I'll be curious if the pace slows up once they launch this second show. Once they launch that second show, which they're trying to build to us, mm-hmm. or, or at least it's, it hasn't even been official, but it's being internally kind of built that it's going to be a. a you know, of equal stature of dynamite. It's going to be their raw SmackDown. It's going to be their dynamite, and their, I think Collision's the the rumored name. Um, if they launch that, and they see, okay, here's what we have roster wise. Here's what we have that's filling out the spots. I'll be curious if they if they slow down on signing people because uh, it looks like Dark and Elevation are disappearing. Uh, the, the their online shows. So, yeah, I am curious about that too, and and I think they need to because they are really overstacked right now. And even if they do make it like separate brands, so to speak, like everybody's assuming right now that it's going to be, you're you're going to have a specific roster for dynamite and a specific roster for alleged uh, collision. So the, the uh, collision, yeah, yeah. rumored name still, you need to give people airtime, but you can't, you know, jam as many people in there as you can because they, they have a tendency to try to cram too much into the two hours on Wednesday night you don't want to do the same thing on Saturday night as well. Give people time, give them space, give these stories like we saw tonight time to grow. Yeah. Well, I mean, when was the last time wrestling was on weekly on a I mean, you know, Saturday night's main event obviously was a special thing that mm-hmm. was happened 30 years ago that was that was done late night. Um, you know, WCW's famous show was 605 on TBS and it was never its a show. Well, well I guess it was an a show before Nitro if you 
hmm. to get technical, but it, it was kind of a, a sidebar show. So I'll be, that'll be another thing is wh- how does it do in this day and age of all this media to consume? Uh, how does it do mm-hmm. on a Saturday evening, depending on what time slot they put it in? So True. I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll be talking much more about that as we uh, approach that impending uh, uh, launch in June. Uh, again, big th- uh, thanks to Double S, as, as he said, W. Uh, good morning, India. That is awesome. So I hope you're having. I'm going to give it a shot. Just the first name, Sri Deep. Sri Deep. I mean, I'm that's, that's, try it. that's, that's what that's it looks right, I hope so. Yeah, that's, that's what it, that would have been my best guess, but I, I didn't want to. I'd rather just <laughs> I'd rather just have been polite and acknowledge that I'm. I see your, I see it, and I'm not going to butcher it. There you go. Uh, but, but big thank you there. Uh, I'm glad you are uh, tuning in, and uh, hope you're having a good morning yes. uh, on that Thursday morning. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. Super Chat saying Anthony Gogo been absent and should be at all in. A very good point. Obviously, uh, what happened uh, to him? English performer. Yeah, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, maybe he's lost. hanging out with Miro somewhere. He's uh, he's lost in the uh, many elite <laughs> talent. <laughs> Shame. Um, it's a shame. Agreed. I think it would be a big deal in the all in. They they have time. We're talking August. It's May. You have time to rebuild and bring him back if he's still around. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. They got they got they do have plenty of time. And obviously between double nothing and then yeah, Forbidden Door, which is kind of like you know it's half theirs, half New Japan. So we'll let's see. just not do the American versus British gimmick with him again because that yeah. didn't go well the first time. Yeah, that, that, that yeah, you're right. That was a bit of a flop. Up next, Saray and the Outcasts are out there. Saray in a one on one match against Willow Nightingale at 8 30. At 8 30. Mm-hmm. Train was wow. early. Um, <laughs> a competitive match uh, actually even went through commercial. Uh, but it does, uh, as, as as commentary said, it took a village. It took all three of Outcasts to uh, to to out, outsmart and out and distract the ref and what have you. They beat uh, Willow Nightingale. Saray does. And after the fact, here comes Hikaru Shida. At first, she thinks she's coming out to make the save. Then she aligns herself briefly with the outcast. But, oh, no, it was all a ruse because as she has the outcast distracted, Britt and Jamie Hayter pop up in the ring, and Akarashita reveals that she is actually there to get her some of the outcast, which makes sense, and they tell the story quickly on commentary of the history there, and then they all proceed uh, to kick the outcast's butt and get them out of the ring. Uh, Jimmy, I'll say this. For the like 15 seconds where they were selling us that Hikaru Shida was joining the Outcast, mm-hmm. I was screaming and writing in fury because I'm like, this makes no sense because of the past and because she's not an Outcast. She was the, the first damn AEW Women's Champion, so I'm so they got me. They got me hook, line, and sinker with the emotion. I was very happy to see her uh, uh, doing the pulling the ruse there. But like we said earlier. Uh, Weird seeing Britt come in that situation because she was she was just in the parking lot. But nonetheless, all things considered, the outcast versus the homegrown, as we'll call them, that story continues. Where are you at with it? No, I I enjoyed tonight. I like the double swerve, and you're right, they did get me. And I was like, wait a minute, again, here we go, something that doesn't make sense. And other than like you said, the timing with Britt being in the parking lot and then being out there, you know what? I'll let it go because they got me. And I enjoyed the segment, and I, th- I thought the ladies had a pretty good match. It's just, uh, you know, the, I wish they didn't have to rely so much on referee distractions because they the, not only in this match, there were other matches too. The, the more you do it, the less it means. Yeah, uh, Issa, this looks like this would be the three-on-three. Three. Is this what we're now going for for Double or Nothing? Is this is, is a six-woman tag? Yeah, it appears that. It appears to be going that way. I really like the double swerve here. I 
contrary to you, when when Sheena teased joining the Outcast, I was I was intrigued. I'm like, this doesn't make sense, but do I like it? And I love that they double swerved us. I just absolutely love any kind of effort going into a women's storyline, and that seems to be what we're getting here. I will say one thing that somebody pointed out with uh, on my watch along earlier. They did the same thing with Ruby Soho. With, with the whole, will she join? Will she not join? Which side is she going to go? But I like the way that it was executed here with Shira. So uh, props to this. This was all good. I liked the I liked that, um, you know, Britt and Jamie got a little pop popping up in the ring there. And you know, people popped that, that, that uh, Shida was actually with them. What was concerning, well, that's good. Your baby faces are going to pop. But what was concerning to me is I'm, I'm listening and I'm watching the crowd. You can always watch them, especially, you know, WWE fans will say, oh, they're piping in sound noise in WWE. I don't know if AEW does any sound piping, but you can always watch fans, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm watching Soraya come out. I mean, she had the one of the biggest pops when she made her you know, surprise debut in AEW, however many months ago that was. Mm-hmm. But I'm watching her come out for singles action, and she doesn't wrestle singles matches every week. I mean, people just sitting down. Mm-hmm. And I was, was really – and I was like, oh, it, it hurts me that, that the excitement has fallen I love that you brought that up because not only did I notice it here, and I'm going to jump ahead just for this comment, but when Jungle Boy came out, they went to the crowd, there was like only five people standing up doing this. And I was like, what is happening? Because I remember when the entire arena would get up and you will see it was one of the great visuals that AEW had. And I noticed tonight that there's a few people that I remember Pops used to be massive that seemed to be cooling off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, look, 2023, it's 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 hard to get baby faces that are over like Rover. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's even, it makes it even more disheartening when you feel like you're starting to kill people's pops. Yeah, but we're uh, talking about a baby face and a heel, like and yeah, two right. very popular, you know, wrestlers. So it's it's just it was just odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Martin comments uh, <laughs> talking about uh, Agoja. <laughs> he never learned how to wrestle is what happened to him wrestling people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Shout King out to Mike King. Martin. Look at that profile mm-hmm. picture. It seems like he lost a lot of weight. Good job. Good oh, yeah. His split screen. Yeah. All right. Before and after. Nice stuff. Uh, King Kia 864. Ogogo had major eye surgery. Oh, okay. Okay. Good to know. That would that would answer. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think this is that. I think the color plays tricks. Uh, the camera plays tricks. But uh, uh, Sonny says Jimmy's <laughs> wearing a nails wrestling outfit. That's not an orange jumpsuit. It's not orange. Come no, he's on. wearing coral pink because we're supposed to wear pink on Wednesdays. But Justin Lavar refuses to follow the rules. Look, there's a little. I can sit with you. Look, yeah, you there. can. I'll allow Thank it you. tonight. I'll allow it go. tonight. Let's sit with you. All right. Uh, we get a very uh, ahead of the trios battle royal. We get a uh, pre-tape promo from the House of Black. And they are explaining they're they're opening the you know opening up for um, you know challengers for the trios titles, but they're given the house rules, and the house rules uh, twenty second countout. Uh, there was going to be no running away, no running from them. So there's uh, even longer time to be counted out uh, to, to 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 be on the outside. Uh, no <laughs> rope. Countouts take forty seconds anyway, yeah. so we don't need the rules. <laughs> well, there, there's a whole underlying joke of the of, of him, them having these rules, but I'll <laughs> let me get through them all. 20, 20 second countout. Uh, no rope escape because pain must be inflicted. Uh, you know, you're not gonna just you know get out of it cheaply. And I'm obviously I'm paraphrasing. They said it much more menacing than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to write this as fast as they're talking. Uh, they, they said DQs enforced. Is that what I heard? DQs enforced. And then right after, they didn't really give an explanation. Then they said, like, dealer's choice. And then, like, Julia Hart's given, like, a, you know, it, it, it's it's fair. It's the way it needs to be. Um, 
overall, while there's a joke, and I'll go to the referee first, while there's a bit of an ironic joke, I did like I like the look and feel of the promo. Again, mm-hmm. the content we can we can we can dabble in the how what is it what sense does it make? But I but I thought they I thought they looked and sounded and felt cool. Um, mm-hmm. So what do you think of this, Jimmy? No, I agree with you. I, I thought they looked good. They looked menacing. They sounded menacing. And this whole thing, uh, you want to talk about the the elephant in the room, the, the twenty count, the 20, 20 rule on the outside. They, they they said they want to extend it to twenty. I thought they made an announcement a long time ago, and uh, my good brother in stripes, Brian Hemmer, can attest to this, that when he was there, he was told that here in AEW, they have a 20 count outside the ring. Now, all of a sudden, it's gone back to 10 without any explanation or anything. Uh, And again, they're out there so long, does it really matter in some of these matches? (laughs) King Key says the last rule is the number of ref bumps you can have before Jimmy goes. It's not even bumps. It's it's distractions. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, yeah. It's, it's here's a, here's a bee buzzing around the referee and just, their heads on a swivel following the bee. Yep, exactly. Uh, Isa, your thoughts on the House of Black and their house rules? I like I like the promo. I thought it was entertaining. I like seeing them on TV. There was like a week there where I forgot there were trio champions because you weren't really focusing on them. So keep them on TV even if they don't have a match. Uh, this was great. This, I like that. I like the House of Black a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I the, again, these are one of the acts where um, I, I want to see more consistency of seeing them each week. Uh, and again, hopefully, if they're expanding to two shows, two meaningful shows, two you know a you know one A and one B shows, um, that we can see more of them and, and their title holders. So we should because I really like they look again. They they look like somebody who who who, who who's a draw. I'm going to pay money to see them. So we'll see. So they're, of course, talking about the trios titles. Up next is our uh, Trey DeMaio trios battle royal. Uh, it's six trio teams and they're 18 men and all. And uh, by their by this unique battle royal, uh, the way for a team to be eliminated is all three members must be eliminated. So uh, you're not out until all three are done. Uh, this is going to come down to uh, the Butcher, Blade and Kip Sabian. So all three from their trio and then uh, opposite of them is Anthony Bowens and Daddy Ass. Uh, from the acclaimed and uh, Bowens and Daddy Ass uh, clear it out. They uh, get all three of Butcher Blade and Sabian eliminated, and so the acclaimed wins. They didn't say officially that this match is like for the next number one contender, but commentary was kind of surmising that that this would certainly set you up to be uh, a challenger sooner uh, rather than later for the trio's titles. Uh, Issa, uh, you know these battle royals, these AEW battle royals, they are unique. You know, in terms of you gotta have multiple <laughs> eliminations, this and that. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a bit it's a bit. You need a bit of a scorecard to follow it, but it is unique. Uh, I do think. Look, if you're looking at all the trios, this is the most interesting and over trio is the acclaim. So by that logic, I'm okay with how this all went down. Oh yeah, I picked the acclaim as soon as I saw you know the trios that were coming out. I just even think just the difference in the promo styles is gonna be just fun to watch between these two teams. I will say, stupidest elimination goes to Max Caster because why would you stand on the top rope in the middle of a battle royal or royal rumble? Like it's just it's just dumb. So it was deserved. <laughs> but I'm, I'm still glad that it was everybody had to be eliminated and the acclaim were able to win. Otherwise, they would have not even you know made the cut. Over a stupid decision. <laughs> Jimmy, do you like this? Uh, do you like this special brand of, of of battle royal? Yeah, I didn't mind it. I, I I like the fact that, like like Issa said, all of them had to be eliminated, as opposed to you know you get the the easy out where you eliminate one member and then the other two members have to go with them. So I was I enjoyed that, and I didn't like the fact though. The only thing 
is they didn't make it official. They had that promo right before with the House of Black, which was a great promo. And it looked like it was setting up that the winner of this trios battle royal would get a shot at the uh, trios championship. But we're now assuming that that's happening as opposed to them officially saying, you know, the winner of this match, or even if they had said before the match during the promo, Hey, you know, whoever wins this trios battle Royal, here they are. Come get them. Yeah. That's all they had to say. Something simple like that, but you know, but it was fun. Otherwise. Yeah. And maybe they didn't, maybe they, maybe they didn't want to commit to saying that the winner of this battle Royal challenges next week or whatever, maybe because they are trying to navigate schedules or, what have you so keep it open-ended but i yeah i mean if uh the, the acclaimed is owed now a title match so let's just not forget that but i don't think they will the, the acclaimed is one of those acts that they're pretty consistent of getting them on each week because they are so over and, and right. why would you not um yeah headlock heel uh saying at mike martin uh, you on that ddp yoga me and the wife was thinking about doing it when we move into our house and yeah that's what um i believe mike said uh right here thanks for listening people ddp yoga and eating healthy thank you all day so good good vibes good feelings all right, so that is your trio's action for the night. So we'll stay tuned and see where that goes. Uh, backstage, we see MJF, and uh, or actually, we I should say we see Sammy Guevara, him and MJF uh, having a little. Uh, Sammy kind of challenging MJF, saying, "I watched the show back. That back seat last week was empty, and you wouldn't let me ride home with you." And MJF starts to put on his best soap opera performance and say, "I'm having chronic back issues from having to carry this company. I needed to lay down in the back seat." That's all it was. I didn't want to tell you or admit that. I didn't want you to think less of me. And then they hug it out. Uh, they kiss. All is fine as they, of course, are working towards their main event later tonight. So just going to throw that one out there. Wardlow's in action. Once again, they didn't even, they, 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 they're ringing out. Justin Roberts said it. They didn't even give me a graphic. I think the guy's name was Logan LaRue. Doesn't matter. He wasn't in there for long. <laughs> that was his name. Yeah. That was his okay. name. Wardlow handles him pretty quickly. And then Wardlow gets on the mic and uh, calls out. Uh, uh, Christian Aluchasaurus says, let's just go ahead and do this. Christian comes out and says he could, if he wanted to, dispatch his right hand of destruction that is Luchasaurus, and they could take that title. But they don't want to do that right now. Not tonight, Not especially not in a place like Baltimore. And then Christian says, and you have it all wrong. There is a title match coming, but the title match is not coming for Luchasaurus. The title match is coming for Christian Cage. Jimmy, I'll go to the Canadian here first. Uh, what do you think of the swerve that we are building toward? I mean, we might still get Luchasaurus and Wardlow in the midst, but that the bigger thing we're building to is Christian Cage making a rare in-ring appearance and challenging Wardlow for the title. Your thoughts? Uh, I think it's interesting, and what was more interesting, I thought the, the look that Luchasaurus gave Christian uh, Cage after he said, uh, I'm not talking about him, I'm talking about me. That was interesting, too. Planted a seed of maybe the little dissension there as well. So um, a win by Wardlow over someone with the name value of a Christian cage would definitely help elevate because what was the last couple of weeks he's been, been in enhancement matches basically. So, you know, a win over Christian cage before having to deal with someone, the, the size and the, and, and as menacing as Luchasaurus, maybe a better, you know, road to take, but uh they still have to talk me into wanting to see this. They got to talk us in. I mean, I will say, Issa, we kind of criticized the last few weeks of just let Wardlow have his glory. Why do we have to keep rushing Christian and Luchasaurus out there to have a, a post match or whatever interruption? Uh, but nonetheless, I will say, they got to, I mean, I want to hear some more talking in. But if you look at this, a couple things are going to happen here. You're going to get 
uh, again, the, draw, the special attraction draw of Christian Cage, uh, a Hall of Famer having a match, which he doesn't have a whole lot of anymore. Uh, presumably, I hope he's not beating Wardlow, so it's a huge uh, win for Wardlow's resume, and potentially it could spare another big guy in Luchasaurus from getting beat by Wardlow, so you can maybe say that for later if those two don't actually have a match in the midst. So all those things, I'm kind of okay with this swerve, bro. What do you? What say you? Yeah, 1,000%, because when I saw Luchasaurus came back, one of my first thoughts was, oh, God, is he going to lose to Warlow? And then I was like, oh, God, is he going to beat Warlow? Like, I didn't think there was a win-win situation here. I think Warlow beating Christian makes all the sense in the world, and and I couldn't wait for Christian to just start speaking. I, I'm just such a big fan of his promos, and I missed them. So as soon as I saw him get the mic and then the swerve that he's the one who's going after Warlow and the title, everything here was top-notch, excellently done. I'm here for it. I'm invested. They're really working on building some storylines that I'm into, mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm happy about that because we've been a little bit critical about them just putting matches together on Wednesdays just to put matches together, and now they're actually working on storytelling. So major props for that. Uh, Warlow's gear keeps getting smaller every week and i'm not complaining moving on uh, headlock <laughs> heel saying i got a feeling cage is gonna beat wardlow and win the title it's the wcw thing to do Oof. <laughs> uh, our friend bernie dc uh kind of always with our, tri our trivia and stats here logan easton larue tremendous talent in mid-atlantic so yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. uh maryland uh maryland-based uh east coast mid-atlantic guy okay. all right so uh there we go so wardlow again consistency keep him out there we go all right up next was the thing that we didn't know we needed but boy was it oh fun. my god yes <laughs> so we're in so for those for those of you uh non-geography majors and if you've never been around the mid-atlantic maryland delaware area with maryland delaware dc that's my my old stomping grounds baltimore maryland just, just a few hours from sandy fork delaware it's an easy tripping dude just hop over the bay bridge you're over there on in, in delaware uh sandy fork delaware of course where Mark Briscoe and family live. They had their famous chicken farm, the chicken farmers. And so Jeff Jarrett, Sanye Dutt, <laughs> Satnam Singh, uh, and who else am I missing? Uh, is that all of them? Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal, of course. Yes. Uh, they all decided to pay a visit to the farm. <laughs> They're wearing overalls, double J's, uh, singing his best of tunes. Uh, <laughs> And it's just uh, it, it's all, all kinds of fun here, and and then then they're then they're setting up matches for the future here. Uh, Mark Briscoe and his father his father's telling him to watch out for the ones in the overalls. Uh, a lot of comedy here. I, I can't even seriously try to give too much play by play to this because it's just that much ridiculousness. Uh, Issa, uh, I, I know you're a fan of 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 the Briscoes, and 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 just just give me, give me your reaction as you're watching this yeah, segment that none of us none of us had any idea was coming. This was my favorite thing on the show tonight, hands down. So much fun. I was smiling. It was wholesome. Uh, Satnam Singh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. I always butcher his name. But this is the most interesting <laughs> that I found him the entire time that he's been in AEW with the, with the overalls and, and holding on to the baby. Of course, I still have a little bit of nostalgia because Jay's not here. And there's a part of me that wishes we could have got Jay doing this kind of segments in AEW. Like we could have, you know, gone over that whole, the Briscoes are not a lot around here because the, they would have been fun. But I'm glad that they're just letting Mark Briscoe be Mark Briscoe because mm -hmm. that's how you fall in love with the Briscoes and they're introducing him to a whole new audience and this is what they need to see. Uh, Jimmy Clay Ford says, 
this was so sports entertaining. Best segment AEW's done in a long time. Uh, so, yeah, was- a little departure from match after match after match mm-hmm. kind of format. Yeah, and I liked it because it was it wasn't the usual after the match we have this going on and that going on and this is going on backstage and it was it was a fun segment that was meant to be entertaining and it was and then you know when you hear Papa Briscoe pop in and the whole th- it, I enjoyed it yeah I had fun with it I it, it made me smile let's put it that way. There's yeah. something so much fun about when they just go outside of the ring and, and involve a little bit of real life and make it a little bit funny. Like I just, I'm just a big fan of all of that. This was very well done, especially for AEW. They don't typically do things like this. This is so. I'm sorry, but WWE would do something like this before AEW would. Well, I mean, I think that the, the term that, that Clay just used it is more of the sports entertainment uh, element right. of content. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, and I looked on social briefly, and then looks like. A lot more positivity on social about this than negativity, which that's, that's always hard to to get that uh, vote to come in. So yeah, good stuff there. And I'm not really going to dive into much because it's it's, it's going to happen next week on Rampage. But as we talk about stuff happening out of the arena and more sports entertaining, we're going to have the firm deletion uh, of Matt Hardy <laughs> and crew up against the firm on the Hardy they're compound. Putting that on Rampage, that should be yeah. on Dynamite as well. I'm a little upset that it's on a Rampage. Uh, you know what? It's one of the most. I, I'm, I might, I might DVR that episode of Rampage. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. But it's, I, I, I will, I will find a way to watch it. But yeah, yeah. I, I wish it would have been on Dynamite. Yeah, well, see. especially when you don't know what time to find Rampage anymore. It hasn't aired at the same time or yeah. the same channel for like the last four weeks. So it's a very hard sell for this match for people to yeah. even find it, even if they're into it. And it doesn't even air on television up here. Right. You have to go to the, sta- the the website of the station that airs Dynamite up here and yeah. stream it. Mm. <clears throat> Speaking of, speaking of good things that happen outside of the ring, completely off topic, but I need to give a shout out to Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest, who showed up tonight at a basketball game from a team in Puerto Rico that Bad Bunny owns, and they cut Dominic cut a sick promo, got all the heat from the crowd. I really hope this makes the rounds around social media because it was beautifully done, especially because Bad Bunny owns that team. Everybody here knows that, and they just went in there and talk all the crap in his house. Excellently done. Tremendous. Oh, that's awesome! Do you did you uh, is it on your Twitter or do you have it anywhere? Uh, I'll tweet it out when we're done. Yeah, tweet it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at NYC Demon and then uh, the letter yeah, you, D. The letter D. For number- those who not, not letter one instead of an I. For those who speak Spanish, I also tweeted out his interview and he did a skit on on a fun Puerto Rico. He's been doing a lot of Puerto Rican uh, local media. Damien Priest and he was having a blast yesterday. Great reaction from the crowd. Yeah. I did tweet those clips out yesterday. Nice. Very cool, very cool. Uh, yeah, NYC Demon uh, D One V A. Demon Diva. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I know not to veer into WWE territory too much. I'm, I'm so looking forward to Backlash and seeing him and Bad Bunny in that spot. And uh, look, yeah, look yeah. for the look for the press conference. They announced today that it's gonna be for the public, free to attend. And if you tell Puerto Rican Bad Bunny's gonna be there and it's free, it's gonna be packed. It's gonna be a lot mm-hmm. of fun. The crowd's gonna be crazy. Yeah, extra security can be needed for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah my, my, for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my 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 son the other day he saw Judgment Day come out and he saw how you know once their the lights come up how those big those big purple wings are on the board behind them and he thought that and he thought Priest looked really cool and then I I, I showed him a picture of of Damien Priest choke slamming me back in the day and mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of blew his his five year old mind. 
Wow. Um, so that was a kind of a fun little impromptu judgment day moment with my, yeah. <laughs> my five-year-old. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Back last Saturday, of course. Uh, there'll be podcast Saturday night. I'm not sure who all is going to be on it, but uh, that'll be Saturday night. Uh, are you, uh, Issa, are you going to be at the press conference Friday, I assume, right? Yes, I will be there. Okay, very good. So follow, follow all the more reason to follow her. All right, up next, we get Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson. Now, there's been a, there's been a history here that's been happening in the last few weeks. Um, Juice Robinson comes out. Jay White comes out to the ramp and then just goes to the back. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually, this is actually a pretty good match. I, I thought that this was a good bell-to-bell match between these two guys. Uh, definitely go check it out if you get a chance to have the time to do so. Uh, Ricky Starks does get the win with the Beauchambeau, uh, and then Jay White comes out and attacks him after the fact. Um, and again, kind of going to what I said earlier about Soraya, like obviously Jay White, not as big of a star in my mind worldwide as Soraya, just because Soraya had a whole different exposure. I mean, she had a Hollywood movie made about her life for Christ's sakes, but mm-hmm. Jay White, again, he's kind of come out and Jay White's just kind of like another, just another guy. I, I feel like he's, he's, he's uh, is her version of raising her hand to speak and <laughs> go ahead, sister. Yeah. I, um, obviously you guys know I do watch alongs and I gotta tell you, when he first came out and attacked Ricky, and I'm sorry, but my first words were, who is that? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it killed me and broke my heart because it took me like five seconds to put the entire storyline together and go, oh, crap, that's Jay White. Mm-hmm. It, sh- it just shouldn't feel this way. Great match. Great mm-hmm. match between Ricky and Juice Robinson. I just I just want a little bit more from Jay White. Forbidden the War is right around the corner. It's June. We're already in May. We have to. I think you can do something so special with Jay White being part of your roster for Forbidden War. So I hope we start seeing more from him. But hey, there was a lot of story building tonight, so I'm not going to pick on the one that I was like, yeah, this isn't really it. Also, side note, the 10, I don't know if Baltimore people don't know how to 10 or who they brought out there, but MJF and Juice Robinson completely failed at the 10 in game today. It was horrible. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, uh, night one saying today is the 10th anniversary of the Bullet Club. Uh, if that's true, I feel like that's like a fun fact trivia that Tony Khan will lean into, especially when he has this Bullet Club gold that is Drew right. Robinson and uh, hmm. and, and Jay White. Your thoughts? Interesting. I didn't I didn't realize this. It, it, it's it feels like it's been longer than 10 years, or, or is it just me? I don't know. Uh, 10's about right. 20, yeah, no, 20, I get about right. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, well, maybe it feels cool. longer because it's, there's been. I feel like it's different iterations. Iterations, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so uh, that, that is a fun fact, and that's cool. And you know, if they can, they should capitalize on <clears throat> the Bullet Club as much as they can. I know they're the. Some people are saying maybe a little bit overuse of the Bullet Club, but hey, you know, go with what works. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm. I'm. I was following the Bullet Club back in the days of uh, Gallows. Uh, I've kind of. Mm-hmm. That's kind of lost me since. The Bullet Club is a big part of AEW and why they're here and who started it. Mm-hmm. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, there, there's a yeah, we could. Well, yeah, it's a whole other. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, so they're 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 uh, they're they're trying with this. They are trying to be somewhat consistent, in getting these guys out there every week. Uh, Jack Roman saying May third, twenty thirteen, Bullet oh, Club was okay. debuted. So cool. Uh, Jack, that's a that's a comment from Facebook. So he's watching from Facebook. So thank you, Jack. Hey. All right, uh, backstage before we get to the main event, uh, MJF uh, sneaks himself into Jungle Boy's uh, dressing room and basically says, "Look, I love you like a brother. You're even more talented. <laughs> You're even more talented than Sammy. Look what I've done for Sammy's career. He's making more money now. He's higher profile. He's more over than he's ever been. You could be right there next to me. You and I could take this company to the next level. You could be right there next to the throne if you just want to go ahead and turn your back on a guy who doesn't really care about you and Darby Allen." 
And Jungle Boy says, I don't want a spot next to the throne. I want the crown. Uh, and just as all that's coming down, Darby walks in back into the dressing room and a little skeptical of why his partner's talking to the opposition, to the snake that is MJF, minutes before they head to the ring. So uh, we'll table comments for a minute, but just, you know, is Sammy and MJF going to coexist and stand? Is, is, is Darby and, and Jungle Boy? So everybody looking over their shoulder because they all have the same ultimate goal, which is to be the AEW World Champion. Of course, the stipulation here, again, is that if MJF and Sammy lose this tag match, this title match at Double Nothing goes from the MJF versus Sammy, Sammy lay down situation mm-hmm. to it is a pillars fatal four way, all four guys in the mix. So uh, we, co- we, we come out, uh, <laughs> MJF and Sammy have a mashup of their music. Um, there's a sequence in the match. It's a back and forth with a scarf for a little bit here. The heels are using the scarf behind the ref's back, and then the ref all of a sudden is distracted ridiculously by the face, and then the faces are using to the heels. A little bit of, of Gaga there, Jimmy. We'll mm-hmm. get to that in a second. Um, Jungle Boy really starts to shine as he's as he's firing up. He's hulking up. He's going east to west, west to east several times, hitting people on the outside. Uh, finally, MJF and Sammy start to unravel. MJF slaps Sammy. Sammy then super kicks him. Uh, there's a there's a gimmick of surprise tags by each of them. Who wants the the glory of having the pin? Uh, and then there's a surprise tag by Jungle Boy and Darby, which makes Darby, actually a legal man, Darby jumps off the top, hits his coffin drop uh, on Sammy, but nearly hits Jungle Boy as well. Darby had no regard for, for his partner being there in the line of fire. Ultimately, Darby gets the pin on Sammy. So because of that, double or nothing is Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy all challenging MJF for his AEW World title. Uh, Jimmy, we've been talking about this for the last few weeks. This is not uh, this is not an out of nowhere conclusion. We all kind of figure this is the direction they're going in. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on it? Um, where was your appreciation level to story trying to be told? The the, the, the sneaking of tags, the the deception and problems, not just on the heel side. Where 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 did all this land for you? Was it too much, or did they they package it all uh, correctly in the ten pound bag? Uh, I wouldn't say they packaged it all correctly. There were little things, of course, that, you know, I always pick on the little things, but uh, I, I appreciate the attempt here. The, the seeds of doubt being planted in, in the mind of, uh, of Darby Allen when, when he walked into the room and saw before the match, uh, MJF and Jungle Boy talking. And then uh, during the match, you saw other seeds of doubt being planted between Sammy and, uh, and MJF. But as far as the story being told, uh, I, I, I did. I did appreciate that. I appreciated the fact that they tried to make it an old school tag. But the only thing was, again, with I hate to go back to the referee distraction stuff. It just happens too, too much. And the heat goes to the wrong person yeah. when it happens. The heat is going to the referee. It should go to the heels who are outsmarting the baby faces and referee into getting these distractions to work. And that's, that's the only thing. Other than that, I thought the... Uh, the attempt was good. I appreciate the uh, the you know, the honest effort, but uh, just th- those little things really kind of get me going. Come on, man. Yeah, no, I, I really, I, 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 I'm with you. I kind of appreciate the story and the the, the attempt here to build uh, to the ref point. Aside from the distractions, you know, the ref doing the old kick. You know, MJF has got his arm out to help leverage a Sammy. I, I sometimes think Bryce Remsburg wants to be world champion, and he's like, you know, he's like. 
you know, vouching for it. He's he's auditioning for it. Uh, Asa, your thoughts again? It's kind of predictable. It's what we thought, but yeah. I thought even if even if point B was predictable, how he got from A to B, still pretty compelling. I thought. It was. I, I like the story to get here. I like that they didn't automatically made it a fatal four-way after they came out on that one promo. Um, I did think this match got a lot of time for such a predictable match. I think we got up almost 20 minutes into this, and I just feel like we know who's going to win. We know what the end is going to be like. Uh, that being said, very talented people. I feel like Sammy Guevara always does a move that just blows my mind how smooth it goes and, and how great he makes it. I just I don't know that, and, and, and I feel... I, we'll see where it goes. We have three weeks, like you said earlier. I don't know that this is doing anything for NJF as world champion right now. Right. I don't think it's made him. I'm not saying it made him any less interesting, but it also has not made him any more interesting. Well, I, I, I think that's a very fair statement. I, I, I guess I question um, what what is the goal here? Is the goal here to try to elevate these three, the other three? Um, I don't. Again, that's not what they're doing either. I told you that reaction to to Jungle Boy coming out just blew my mind. The fact that the crowd was not into it, you know. Yeah. Yes, but now, but now that we know that, sorry, Jimmy, but now that we know that all three of them are challenging now, and we have a couple weeks to go on that, there might be a chance now to again elevate all three of them. Also, to get, character to, development. To get to yeah. get to yeah. Show me the back. You know, show me the backstory of Darby. You know, as he's talked about how, you know, mm-hmm. he, he decided to join AEW and how he doesn't have any bidding war of 2024. He's not going to the other guys. He's he's here. Right. Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy, of course. Sammy. So I think there is a chance to try to recapture that. And that could be what gets accomplished here. Is that MJ- Yeah, MJ- which is why I say, hey, we still have three weeks. Let's yeah. let it play out. Now that we have the match made, they can really play on their own and play for themselves and see where it goes. It's just that as of right now, I'm not sure anybody has come out of this looking better outside of Sammy Guevara in ring because he's done some crazy spots. I just don't feel character wise. Anybody has looked any better as of yet. I'm still giving it time. Yeah. Jimmy, they got a few weeks to build. I I guess my thing, I'm really curious. I I think a lot of, you know, I I know that we analyze this stuff uh, deeper than maybe more people do because of what, because, because of what we do. But I think probably most fans, most AEW fans are probably pretty on par with us. I don't think many are like thinking MJF is going to drop this. I, I, I could be wrong, but so I guess I'm really curious to they're going to have this be the main event. This is going to be what's going to anchor and finish double or nothing, a huge show for them. Mm-hmm. I'll be really curious how that match gets executed to still deliver to the fans um, with what's probably going to be a predictable ending, which is MJ for Taney, but how they get there. Exactly. That, that's the, going to be the question. The big question mark is how do they get there? And after watching tonight, you know, uh, as much as I was, appreciated the the story being told there were little th- again little things in the uh, you talk about someone like a jungle boy is he ready for to be the face of the company right now i don't think at this time he is especially tonight you saw you you mentioned how you know that that pop for him hasn't been what it used to be and also at the same time tonight he was kicking out of stuff that my oh, goodness. God, uh, they, they I, basically, just, basically broke his neck and they, you know. yes. And, and he was kicking out of everything. And I'm going, come on guys, there's gotta be an, a little bit of aura of believability here. At least have someone come in and make the save, make his partner come in and make the save or something, yeah. you know, but uh, you know, if, if you look at the four men in the match, Sammy Guevara, uh, MJF, uh, Jungle Boy and Darby Allen, you maybe can make a little bit of a case for someone else, but other than MJF, he's he's more the face of the company right now than any of those four guys, in my opinion. No, again, like I said, I think that's where a lot of people kind of land here. It's um, 
MJF might drop the AEW title sometime this year only because he's been so vocal about his contract situation, mm-hmm. supposedly, mm-hmm. but it ain't going to be in this, and it's not going to be to any of these three, you yeah. know. Um, but but it doesn't, but they're still trying. I again, I got to commend them that when we have said this for the theme tonight, there was, there was some stories tonight that they are trying to stick with and give us some some depth to, which uh is very much appreciated. So, uh, we'll see. So, a couple more dynamites until we get to double or nothing, then then forbidden door quickly after that, and then it is all hands on deck as we approach. Uh, all in at the end of August. So, mm-hmm. and oh, by the way, uh, a new show should be debuting somewhere in the mix there in January. And where in the world is CM Punk? Of course, is is a non-stop watch. So, oh, he's at he's backstage at Raw and yeah. and, and Impact. Impact, yeah. He's, he's, he's playing, he shaved his head. He's playing Uno uh, backstage yeah. at Impact. Apparently, there you go. There you go. Uh, so that is tonight's AEW Dynamite from Baltimore, Maryland. Orioles doing good, number three right now. Uh, I believe uh, the number three in the in the league. I believe uh, ahead of uh, what's that New York team? Uh, the division. You the, say the Bronx. something. The Bronx something team. Just think about the Bronx I can't team. You. you know, do you, I think your internet. Is... Am, I, am, I, am I muted? Am I muted? Do I need to? Do I, do, okay. All right. Well, uh, lots of stuff going on. Uh, big, big, <laughs> big things happen. Oh, big boy. things popping, little 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 things stopping. Uh, all right. Uh, again, at Justin Labar is uh, the handle. Uh, you can catch me on Friday mornings on Busted Up. I'll be back this week giving my official backlash prediction. So tune into that Friday mornings. I'll be on with Dave LaGreca and Thunder Rosa. Issa, give all the plugs. You're, you're going to be everywhere on the island of Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, follow me on social media, NYC Demon Diva, pretty much across all, all platforms. On my TikTok, I'm interviewing random Puerto Ricans on the street, and I'm asking them if they're Team Bad Bunny, Team Damian Priest. I'm having a blast with that, so go follow me over there. Uh, you'll see all the coverage from Backlash of, on Lucha Libre Online on my own socials, and I think I might be doing something for our socials here at Wrestling Inc. So just stay tuned. I'm everywhere. I do it all. I just don't sleep. That's all. She is a, a Jacqueline of all trades. Jimmy, give me the plugs. Well, you can catch me here on usually on Mondays and Wednesdays, uh, talking to you guys on Wednesdays and t- uh, tr- Triple J usually on Mondays. And looking forward to this weekend to see what happens and, uh, uh, and hopefully see Isa on my TV. You never know. You never know. <laughs> and you could catch uh, uh, the Reffing It Up podcast as well. Uh, and it drops every Wednesday with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner, and our host, RJ. And this week, our, we brought in a third referee. The old heel referee, Dangerous Danny Davis, is our guest. And we talk about uh, a lot of old school stuff. Very good, very good. A lot of love for the head referee. A, a lot of love for Brian Henry. He's a fellow Washington Redskin or Washington Commanders football fan. Yeah. So uh, a lot of love there. So yeah, check out the podcast with Jimmy and crew. A lot of a lot of good stuff there each week because they have uh, different guests. Um, again, Wrestling Inc. Podcast, uh, like, subscribe leave a comment, leave a rating, whatever the platform calls upon. We appreciate it. It really helps as we uh, uh, continue through this, this year, uh, lots of stuff trying to grow here uh, with the, with the podcast. So anything you can do in leaving uh, some support or comments is greatly appreciated and wrestling Inc a podcast almost every single night. I don't know if there's anything tomorrow night, but Friday, of course, SmackDown and Saturday backlash. And then we get to Monday it's raw. So uh, make sure you are subscribed and that way you get that alert every time there's a new episode of this podcast from any uh, any rotation of the characters that we have on here. Uh, big thanks to both of you. Always appreciate it. Uh, the, the, the Wednesday night pink crew. Uh, <laughs> always good. Uh, thanks to all you in the live chat. Appreciate it. Thanks to all of you on the uh, on demand. Again, tweet all of us. Let us know where are you at in the world checking out this podcast. It's appreciated. Be kind to each other. Be good. 
We'll see you next time here on the Wednesday Night Wrestling Podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.